our chapter today is 1 Timothy chapter 2. Uh, this is a short chapter, and in it, Paul urges that the church should pray for all kinds of people, that they may come to Christ and be saved. Uh, he also lays out to Timothy some thoughts on the leadership of the church. Now, let's think about a, just a couple of noteworthy items here for just a minute uh, in this chapter. Uh, the first would be when his on, on the fact that there is one medi- one mediator between God and men. So as we said in the early verse of this chapter, he exhort, he exhorts, uh, so for example, verse one, the church to pray for all people. I, I do believe that by this he means all kinds of people, since verse two in verse two he begins to designate different groups of people, for kings and for all who are in high positions. So. We should pray for them uh, because doing so, he says in verse 3, is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. Specifically, we should pray that they may come to repentance and faith in Christ. Since Paul acknowledges acknowledges that in truth, verse 5, there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. It is not biblical Christianity to believe that there are many different ways to salvation. Uh, Some picture uh, salvation as you know, we're, we're climbing and climbing and climbing and salvation as we finally make it to the top of the mountain. And there are many, and, and they would say, you know, God is like at the top of the mountain and there are many different ways up the mountain and they're all headed in the same direction. Some people say that. They, they say, you know, the different religions of the world are just different paths up the same mountain. Uh, that may sound great. It may sound poetic, but the biblical truth is is not that well, the biblical truth is that every every attempted path up the mountain is a failed attempt. And the biblical truth is that God himself came down the mountain to show us the way to the top. And to not just to show us the way, but to bring us to the top himself. It's not for us to figure out, but for him to show us and to do for us. And the Bible clearly tells us the way, and it is Jesus. We see that here in verse 5. We see it in... In John 14, 6, where Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. We see it in Acts 4, 12, where Peter says, uh, There is salvation found in no one else, for there is no other name uh, under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So it's this truth that impels the missionary enterprise, as well as our fervent prayer for those who do not know Christ, to come believing on him for the salvation that only he has to give and can give. Well, let me say a word, <clears throat> finally, from this brief chapter about, about men and women. Toward the end of this short chapter, Paul issues a command to Timothy that in modern times has been uh, much vilified uh, in, in certain corners of the theological and social and cultural spectrum. Uh, you can probably guess what verse I'm talking about. It's First Timothy 2.12, where Paul says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. She is to remain quiet. Well, (laughs) not surprisingly, it's for that phrase that Paul has been vilified as um, sexist or misogynistic, and even the Christian faith as a whole has been portrayed as teaching archaic and harsh views on women. So uh, for that reason and these reasons, it's worth a, a look. What Paul is really disallowing here is the idea of women serving as elders or overseers or pastors in the church. How do we know this? 
Well, consider first what Paul specifically denies to women here. He says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority or exercise authority over a man. So teaching and ruling or teaching and authority are the basic prohibitions listed here. Why? Why why those? To answer that, consider what Paul says later in this same letter. Uh, later on in chapter 5. Here's what Paul says in 1 Timothy 5, 17. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. So did you catch there what the main responsibility of elders are in that verse? Ruling or exercising authority and teaching or preaching. So back in 1 Timothy 2, 12, when, when he doesn't permit women to the specific task or teaching and ruling, he has the, I, I believe, he has the office of elder or overseer or pastor uh, in, in mind. And so for this reason, we in the Christian church has historically for all of its history not believed that it is God's design that women should serve as pastors of churches. It may be a controversial statement to make in this day, um, but, but th- that doesn't mean we can we can stand in judgment over the, teach, the, the teaching of God's inspired and inerrant word. And Paul roots this command in, in the creation order that we find in the first chapters of Genesis. In, in the following verses, Paul reminds Timothy that Adam was formed first and then Eve. Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived, verse 13 and 14. What Paul is claiming there by going back to the created order is not that there is some, something inherently superior in men, that qualified them to be pastors unlike women, that would be misogynistic and sexist. Rather, Paul is rooting it in God's design in creation, allowing uh, God to determine the order of his own church. Uh, this, this we should do in every area of our lives. Even if we don't understand or initially agree, agree um, we, should, we should do this in our own lives, that, that we might give God the honor he's due in every area of our lives. And... Uh, make no mistake in in both uh, exercising godly authority is as much is as difficult and is as much um, a sober responsibility as submitting to rightful or godly authority. So uh, God has the prerogative uh, to to establish the order of His church, and that verse in verse twelve, far from being uh, misogynistic is is simply revealing uh, that that created order of his church of who who is he put who is he designed uh, to function as the pastors of his church and that's what we see there in first timothy chapter 2